I was um, in the summer. I was going to start another series, but I decided uh, just to hold off a few weeks. I had a thought that I've been thinking about, and today I wanted to share it with you. Praying and waiting. Have you noticed that they kind of go together? Sometimes you pray and God answers right away, and it's a miraculous, awesome thing. But sometimes when you pray, you have to wait. Or is that just me? You with me? And I don't know about you, but I'm not that good at waiting. It comes honestly. I got it from my father. I think. <laughs> Praying and waiting. And I was thinking about this story, uh, a familiar story to some of you, Daniel uh, chapter 10. And uh, if you have your Bibles, turn there. If not, it's on the screen, and I'll, uh, I'll read it for you. It says this. In the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, had another vision. He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future, times of war and great hardship. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time, I had eaten no rich food. No meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant, uh, no fragrant lotions until... Those three weeks had passed. On April the 23rd, I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River. I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and his feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God, so listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time that's yet to come. It's kind of an interesting story. Praying and waiting. Praying and waiting. It can be a challenging thing to do. Like, have you not asked yourself and asked the Lord many times, Like, why don't you just answer quickly? Seriously. Like, if you're going to answer anyway, why not do it today? Right? I've asked him that many times. I'm sure you have too. Uh, You know, if, if he's going to answer, why not do it immediately? We live in this instant society, right? Like, we want everything fast. We demand fast service. Like, the thought of waiting for anything is terrible. Like, I don't want to go to the hospital and wait eight hours. 
I, I, I'll like nearly die before I go there, you know. Like this is, you know, if you drive through a drive-thru wanting a coffee and the lineup is long there, nope, no, thank you very much. I'll go look for one that has no line, right? You all do it. We all do it. We don't want to wait for anything. And when God doesn't answer sometimes on our time schedule, Sometimes we can think he's not listening. Sometimes we can think he doesn't care. The enemy can have a field day with us. We, we can even begin to question whether God has the ability to answer at all. Maybe he's hearing, but he just doesn't care. Maybe he's hearing and he just can't help me. And we have these thoughts sometimes that go through our heads. Daniel was a prophet who was probably the most brilliant mind of his time. If you read about just how, just the guy's IQ is off the charts of how brilliant he really was. He could explain things that nobody else could. He, God gave him great insight into all kinds of things. And even, as you know, he, he gave Daniel the ability to interpret dreams that nobody else could. He was this faithful man who served God. He prayed every day. He was just fully committed to the Lord. And in chapter 10 that we read here, Daniel has been given another vision. And he knew, it it says he knew that it it concerns something that was to come in the future. And he he went to, to pray. He was fasting and praying actually for 21 days, asking God about this vision that he had seen, asking him to give him insight, to give him understanding, to, to, to just explain what he had seen. And he is praying and fasting for 21 days. Remember when we did the 21-day Daniel fast here a few years ago at the church? It was an amazing time. And uh, I, I just wanted you to know, I, I didn't realize this until this week. I was digging around, reading some commentaries on this passage. And I discovered that Daniel was near 90 years old when this vision occurred. 90! Is anyone 90 here? Oh, yeah, yeah, your mom, yeah. But uh, could you imagine? He's 90. And he is receiving this kind of vision from the Lord. And he's praying and fasting for 21 days. And so the short story gives us some insight into prayer. It's like God pulls back the curtain and he and he lets us he lets us see what's happening in the spiritual realm. Stuff that we never get to see that we we don't understand that we we wouldn't we wouldn't have any concept of. And he pulls back the curtain and he lets us see. It's it's a really cool moment. And of course when we see it and we read the story, we know and we're reminded again that we fight an invisible war. Amen? We, we fight an invisible war. In fact, uh, look at Ephesians chapter 6. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And Daniel chapter 10 actually gives us a picture of this very passage. Prayer is is this key weapon that God gives us 
to see the enemy defeated, to see great things accomplished in and through our lives, to see great things in our church, to see great things in our neighborhoods, in our earth. Prayer is vital and important. And someone said yes. He encourages us that we must pray and not give up. We must pray and not give up. So I just had a few small points and won't be that long today, but, uh, you know, unless I get inspired, but you never know, yeah? <laughs> but just a few points. One, what becomes real obvious when you read this story is that God hears our prayers. He hears our prayers. Look at Daniel ten twelve. He says, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. He, he says, we got you. We heard you. From the very first day you started to pray, I heard. God heard. And I am here because of it, right? He, this vision helps us to understand that God does hear our prayers, that he does care for his own. It, thought, it reminded me of a couple other portions of scripture. Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord to help And he turned to me and, say it with me, and heard my cry. And the next one, Psalm 18.6, but in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. See, one of the tricks the enemy will use on us is deceit. He's not called the father of lies for nothing. He wants us to question the love of God. He he wants us to question God's ability to answer. He wants us to question God's willingness to answer. Anything to discourage us to pray. Anything to, 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 to hinder us from sticking at it, from keeping, keeping on. You know what I mean? And fighting that good fight in prayer. Why pray? I mean, this is the, we have thoughts like this. I mean, literally, why pray? When nothing's going to happen, God either doesn't care, doesn't listen, or is not going to do anything about it anyway. Now, when we have thoughts like that, and join the club, because we all do, I I just want to remind you all, we have to understand, when we hear words like this in our head, we've got to understand where they're coming from. Amen? That, That it's not the Holy Spirit speaking to us that way. God hears our prayers, that his ear, it says, is turned towards his children. Do you know, I don't know, I I don't know the science all behind it, but I'm a nature lover and I watch things a lot. In fact, observation is an amazing tool to learn, just throwing that out there. But I was at the cottage on holidays a few weeks ago when I was sitting on the deck and I was watching this robin hop around on the back lawn. You ever watched a robin? Just for, like, how do they know exactly where the worm is? Seriously. This is what they do. They hop around. This is what they do. She hops around, and then she does this. Ever seen a robin do that? Yeah. Well, you guys don't watch robins enough then. I don't know if the robin is hearing the worm under the ground. I don't know what, what, what the dealio is, but I know this. It's true, and I, and I observed it multiple, multiple times while I was sitting there. The robins hopping around, multiple robins. 
stop, crank his head this way towards the ground, and then go and pull a worm out. And I go, that is awesome. I was like so impressed. I seriously was. But I, I just mentioned it to say this, I, I had this picture of God saying, I'm listening. Speak. Doesn't matter where you are, at the cottage, on the ship, in your car. A dry, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in church, in your bedroom, in the washroom, standing in the shower. His ear is turned towards his children. He hears, he, he longs for us to talk so that he can listen. He wants us to speak to him. He wants us. And I was thinking about lambs and shepherds when I was looking at that robin and I thought the, the lamb hears and recognizes the voice of the shepherd when the shepherd calls. But guess what? the shepherd also hears and recognizes the voice of the lamb. And so when we call, he knows it's us. He goes, hey, that's Bob. Hey, that's John. Hey, he knows us. And his ear is turned towards his children. And I just got blessed thinking about that. That the prayers of a righteous person James says, have great power and they produce wonderful results. This is the truth. So God hears our prayers. Second, God acts on our prayers. He acts on our prayers. Put up for me uh, 10, 12 again. And I just uh, look at the end here. So don't be afraid since the first day you began to pray for understanding, to humble yourself. Your request has been heard in heaven. Now here, now the last sentence is what I want to just look at. I have come in answer to your prayer. See, it's one thing, it's one thing to listen, but it's another thing to act, right? And it's and this is why I'm making the point. God not only hears the prayers of his people, but he acts on them as well. It's one thing to hear, it's a totally other thing to act. We hear Lots of stuff. We only act on a fraction of what we hear. And he listens and he acts. When we pray, we can anticipate him hearing and we can anticipate him reaching out to help. David said, one of my favorite verses, Psalm 5, he said, In the morning I will lay my request before you and then I will wait in expectation. Why can he wait in expectation? Because he knows God hears, and he knows God is going to do something about it, right? This is his confidence, right? Uh, Look at Psalm 40, excuse me, 1 to 3, and I just want to read a bit more of that. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He turned to me, and he heard my cry. Then he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground, and he steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed, and they will put their trust in the Lord. Look at Psalm 18, 6 again. But in my distress... I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary, and my cry to him reached his ears. Now jump down to verse 16. 
says, he reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me. Why? Because he delights in me. This is the God that we serve. Today, it's summer. We got a whole pile of people away. I get that, and it's hot and all that stuff. But I just wanted to encourage you today that we need to keep praying and not give up. Sometimes it means that we wait, so we wait. He's smart, and he knows what he's doing. Uh, I wanted to, I threw up a bunch of scripture today because I, I just wanted you to see these, but Luke 18 is another great story that ties in. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, he said who neither feared God nor cared about people. And a widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? This is, again, another little kick in the pants to say, keep praying and don't give up. Now, God's going to act on our prayers and we shouldn't give up. Now, I I just want to point out, Jesus is not saying here that you need to keep nagging me about this, right? He's not saying that. I, I think the perspective is he's saying, Keep praying, because the more you pray, the more effect your prayers are going to have. There's a cumulative thing going on, so just keep layering them. Just, just keep doing it. That's, that's how this spiritual battle thing works. Pray with persistence and power and continue, and, and, and pray with persistence, I was going to say, and then power will continue to flow into the spiritual battle that you're dealing with and that's going on around you, right? Some things take time, and some battles are won one step at a time. Don't give up. Have you ever asked yourself, what would have happened if Daniel had to quit? I don't know, but I suspect not what happened. Daniel prayed until the answer came. So God acts on our prayers. Third, our answers to our prayer can be delayed. They can be delayed, and that comes through clear, Daniel 10, 13. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Daniel is 90 years old. He's praying for 21 days. He doesn't put on deodorant. He doesn't eat. He's he's not in good shape. He's probably not pleasant to be around. And he's given it all he's got because this is something that he's not going to let go until God comes through with an answer, right? He, he realized, or this verse gives us 
this insight, and Daniel realized it, I'm sure, that day, if not before, that there are evil forces out there that are hindering our prayers from being answered. There's nothing else you can take away from that. It, it's clear that we've got to be aware of it, and we can't let it discourage us from continuing to pray. You know the great, the great verse in Chronicles that if my people will humble themselves and and seek me and turn from their sin, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. This is what he promises to do. So answers can be delayed, but it doesn't mean they're dead. Mm -hmm. Answers can be delayed, but it doesn't mean they're dead. So this little guy, I guess, couldn't get through because the prince of Persia was blocking his way. So Daniel keeps praying into it, praying into it, and then God finally says, time to unleash big brother. And then Michael goes down there, takes the prince of Persia, pushes him away and says, go through, and off, and the answer comes. Right? This is basically what happens. And, and, and so we have to understand that answers can be delayed. Are, uh, they can be delayed for so many reasons, so many reasons. They can be delayed because there's a spiritual battle going on. They can be delayed because you're praying for someone and they're, and they're just stubborn and their will needs time to soften. There, 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 there can be uh, just a timing issue in the kingdom of God that he knows better than you and he knows when that answer should arrive and he just wants you to keep keeping it, keep keeping on and keep doing it and just keep layering those prayers and keep adding to that power, right? Answers can be delayed, but they are not dead. Our prayers have power to overcome evil forces in this world. Isn't that a, a, a pretty amazing thought? Your prayers have the power to overcome evil forces in this world. That Daniel's prayer actually caused an angel to spring into action. That's pretty cool. God in his sovereignty and in his love has declared that the prayers of his people are a powerful weapon. They are something that defeats the enemy. This is what God says himself. So why should we think otherwise? The more we pray, the more power from, from on high that gets unleashed into our scenarios. So how foolish is it for us to treat lightly prayer or to quit too soon when God is saying, this is powerful, this is effective, it's going to produce wonderful results. You've just got to keep at it. And we go, eh, I don't know. I don't want to wait. I'm tired. I, I, I've tried, you know. It's foolish for us to give up too soon. I'm not a person that likes to give up, as you know. And I want to encourage us all. We can all grow discouraged when it comes to prayer. I'm with you. I've walked that road too. Maybe some of you are there today that you feel like you've prayed and prayed and years have gone by and months have gone by and you just haven't seen any breakthrough. I just want you to know, keep praying and don't give up. It's the right thing to do. And when we keep doing the right thing, only right things can come from that. Last, waiting has benefits. 
Waiting has benefits, and it pains me to say that. But I can't, I can't not say it. Why aren't more prayers answered immediately? It is awesome when we pray. It is awesome when we see instant results, and I've seen that many times over the years. But I've also seen many things that don't get answered quickly. It doesn't always work that way. And it's hard for us to believe. But there are positive aspects to waiting. Waiting can cause us to mature in our faith. It can cause us to uh, grow patience in our lives, which is a fruit of the Spirit. Waiting helps us to develop, by the way, a regular prayer life. And to me, that's one of the greatest benefits of, that comes with waiting. It, 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 waiting or, uh, or not getting that answer immediately helps us develop a regular prayer life. Like, honestly, it is, there is nothing more effective at driving us to pray than an ongoing need, right? When everything is la, 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 we don't pray all that much. But sometimes when the screws are put to us and something starts to not, just to nod in us, it drives us to our knees. And, and, and there's a benefit to that, a great benefit to that. It causes us to rely on God. It causes us to trust Him. It causes us to put our hope and our faith and our trust in Him. It causes us to deepen our walk and our relationship with Him. It, there's all kinds of great benefits that come with that. We, we must lean on more of His strength, more of Him and less of me and all that stuff. Imagine... Paul, the Apostle Paul, who saw people healed, who did miraculous things, who started churches all over the known world, and he says, God, take this thorn away. Nope. I've asked three times. Nope. Why? Why? Have you ever asked that question in prayer? When the answer seems so obvious. Why? I'm a man of God serving you with passion. Ready to give my whole life to you. Why should I be hindered or bothered with this thorn? Whatever it was. Free me so that I can do greater things and be of greater use for your kingdom. Do you not think he was thinking those things? I have. But yet God says no. No, I'm not taking it from you. Because I want you to know. And he's a a powerful example for many of us for years and years to say that your, your thorn is not going to go away because I want you to learn how to trust in my grace. I want you to learn how to trust in my love. I want you to learn how to trust that in the moment of need, I will come through. In the moment that you need something said, I'll give you the words to say. In the moment you need the strength, I'll give you the strength. You've got to lean on me. And if everything is hunky-dory in your life, you're going to start leaning on your own personal charisma, your own intelligence, your own wisdom, your own experience, and I'm going to get left behind. And so here I am, you know, with this thorn. I'm, you know, Paul is left with this thorn. And it drives him to pray. It drives him to his knees multiple times for strength and wisdom as he dealt with this over the course of his life. He waited. He waited. He waited. 
He waited. And that prayer, as far as we know, was never answered. Waiting. I was thinking about some other scriptures that talk about waiting. And I wanted to read a few to you. Psalm 27, 14. It says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous, but wait patiently for the Lord. Psalm 37, 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Proverbs 20, 22. Don't say, I will get even for this wrong. Wait for the Lord to handle the matter. Isn't that a good one? <laughs> uh, Lamentations three twenty-five. It says, the Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait patient or to wait quietly, sorry, for, for salvation from the Lord. It is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. There's also um, this one I was thinking about in Matthew 7, 7, 7. Keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you'll find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. I was thinking about that because somebody's still waiting for an answer. That's why he's saying, keep, 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 keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. It's going to happen. The door is going to be open. I'm hearing. I'm alive. I'm well. I am hearing. Keep piling on. Keep piling on the prayers. Let's push back. Let's push back the enemy. Let's begin to do this work. But keep keeping on. That's what he's saying. Keep doing it. Keep praying. And it, 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 it is an encouragement to us to say, we must keep going. God wants us to wait patiently, to put our confidence in him. His timing is right, and we've got to choose to wait, to keep praying into the difficult situations in our lives, into the difficult situations in our world, and on and on and on they go. The answer may be delayed, but the answer, my friends, is not dead. And this is what we must always remember. Keep in mind also, and uh, I just want you to know that I'm wrapping up. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know it's hot. We won't be long. But listen, I just, wanted us, I just wanted to encourage you today. I have, been, I, I have been encouraged myself, and so I pass on the encouragement to you. I have got to keep praying and not give up. And if I have to wait, then I'll wait. He's smarter. He's better. He knows what he's doing. He is God. He is king. He is sovereign. He is for me, not against me. And so I just got to keep going and keep praying. Keep doing what he tells me to do. Keep doing the right thing and wait for right things to happen. I pray in the morning, lay my requests before you, and now I will wait with expectation. This is the approach that we can have. And so I encourage you today, keep praying. Keep in mind also that he's promised his children ultimate victory because of Jesus. We talked about communion last week and all that, all that uh, the Lord has done for us. But Matthew 16 tells us really clearly, then he asked them, 
Jesus talking to his disciples, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. There is ultimate victory, and his name is Jesus because of all he's done. So the moment Daniel prayed, the moment Daniel prayed, the answer was on the way. The moment he prayed, the answer was on the way. It was delayed, but but it was still delivered. I encourage us to keep praying. We have victory in Jesus, and if your answer is delayed, keep praying and keep waiting with expectation. We must understand that we are fighting an invisible war and that our prayers are powerful and effective to defeat the enemy and to bring healing to our land. And so let's keep doing it. We have a great Savior who is for us and not against us. So let's continue to unleash his power into all of the difficult situations that we face. We must pray and not give up. Amen? Amen. Amen.